0: It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. We we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. What's
1: up? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another installment of Mic'd Up. I'm your host, Mika Gadsden, and I'm here on a very special Monday. Today is January 15th. And that means it's MLK Day. So I did what many of you probably did today. Today's a day of reflection, a day of service, and maybe you went out and enjoyed a parade like I did today. I love it. What you were just listening to was the sounds of the D.P. Cooper Charter School, the Marching Lions of Salters, South Carolina, and they sound amazing. I I think I'm going to let you guys take another listen to them. marching bands thanks for indulging me guys and listening a little bit longer i thought it was worth it um today was amazing the sun was shining everyone came out i saw tourists i saw my friends and fellow organizers and it really warmed my heart and i needed that because it was cold today it was like 36 degrees and i was freezing But it was worth it being out there and seeing the kids, the families, the pets, all come out and celebrate such an amazing holiday. It's always worth it, right? So on days like today, I like to reflect. I like to reflect on Dr. King's messages. I like to dig through archival footage like on YouTube and watch him give a sermon or a speech. I like to read some of his most well-known works, but I always revisit one document in particular. And that's the letter from a Birmingham jail. It's arguably the most important document of the civil rights era. And it's so rich in content. It not only shows you Dr. King's frame of mind during a very tumultuous time, it shows you what he was dealing with, with the leadership uh, outside of jail. A lot of religious leaders really questioned his motives, his tactics, and the timing of it all. Dr. King really struggled with um, that lack of support from his fellow white clergymen, and so he wrote this famous letter. Uh, it really wasn't a letter, even though it read like a personal correspondence. It was a it was written in response to the public refusals of support from those clergymen, and what it shows me is that when we're fighting for justice, when we're fighting for our rights and access to things like healthcare, uh, to better housing and better food, uh, you may lose a lot of support, especially if you continue to push harder. If you continue to push up against the establishment, things will get rocky, right? We all heard the cliche that freedom isn't free, but that's exactly right. And I think when an oppressed people really push uh, for their elected uh, officials or for their government to start advocating for them, it's always met with opposition. And that opposition doesn't necessarily come from Big Brother or our government. It can come from within the ranks. And I'm just here to remind you on Martin Luther King Day to just keep pushing forward, especially if you're fighting for your rights. If you're fighting for access, if you're fighting for the silence and for the few and for the poor, please continue that fight. And know that it will come with a sacrifice and you may lose support, you may lose fans. But if you know in your heart what you're fighting for is righteous, keep moving forward. And I also encourage you to continue to read the works of Martin Luther King, continue to read the works of, of Malcolm X, continue to read the work of anyone within the civil rights movement that that moves you. On a day like today, it's important to kind of just dig deeper and figure out uh, where to go next by first visiting our history and where we've already come from. So instead of filibustering uh, on this beautiful MLK day, I'm just going to leave you with the words of Dr. King um, and just sign off. But before I do, I want to remind you guys, January 20th, we have the Rally for Electoral Justice, which is inspired by Dr. King and also inspired by the legendary Septima Clark, a Charleston native who worked alongside Dr. King and he dubbed her the mother of the movement. So as we come up against the uh, the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of the historic Women's March, we're launching a, a, a rally here in Charleston on January 20th. And again, it's in honor of Charleston's own civil rights heroines and heroes, like Septima Clark and like Esau Jenkins. So I'm really excited. I hope to see you guys out there at Brittlebank Park Saturday from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. For more information, please visit CharlestonActivistNetwork.com or visit South Carolina Women's March at um, on Facebook at SC Women's March. We hope to see you guys there, and I'm just going to let Dr. King take us out today. Thanks, guys, for your support, and thanks for listening.
0: But God has commanded us to be concerned about the slums down here and his children who can't eat three square meals a day. It's all right to talk about long white robes over yonder and all of its symbolism. But ultimately, people want some suits and dresses and shoes to wear down here. Now it doesn't matter now. It really doesn't matter what happens now. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will, so I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not feeling.